We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Wednesday. It's September 23rd. It's 2020, and we have 14 baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. Unless you're playing on FanDuel, then it's an eight-game slate, which I thought we were going to have an eight-game slate across the board today. I was super excited. I think eight-game slates are fantastic. So needless to say, I'm probably playing a little bit more on FanDuel today than other sites uh, because 14 games is a lot. But um, hey, listen. I'm joined by my buddy, Will. We're going to rock this slate. Chief Justice 06, how are you doing, my friend? Listen, I'm doing fantastic, man. I, uh, I'm i going to let you get your, get, your, get your news out there at some point. I've got some news for the listeners. Um, they probably wouldn't believe this. Stevie, uh, wait till I drop this bomb on you guys. It's going to be fantastic. Well, now, now you got to tell us. Oh, well, that's good to tell you. So, no, we got to know now. Like, you, yeah, you, yeah. you just led with it so much. Like, we got to know what's going on. So, for those of you that must know, you're getting the, the first look. Uh, you will see a new chief as the months go by. I've committed to losing 80 pounds. Heck I've yeah, man. To losing 80 pounds. I started yesterday. Uh, this, it's not going to be a one hit wonder. Been hitting the gym, getting my cardio going. So it's going to be uh, really, really good. Uh, I don't look like it. I promise I don't. But I got on the scale yesterday before I started, and I was 299 on the scale, 299. And I, trust me, I don't look like a 299, but I was 299. I said, that's no problem. We're going to make sure we get this thing right. You heard it here first, people. Chiefs dropping 80 pounds. Let's get it. Dropping an 80 bomb. I like it. Um, that's what I like to hear, my friend. Taking care of yourself. That's always good. Um, no, like, so I wasn't here the last couple of days. Uh, appreciate Grant filling in. Um, my little boy turned one on Monday. So, like, we had his birthday party on Sunday, and then we spent the day with him yesterday. And I'm actually really glad. Like, I had some dentist appointments and stuff on Tuesday. Um, so, I'm really glad I took Tuesday off because on Sunday, so his theme for his birthday was Disney Cars. And my wife built these, like, cars, like, old Flintstone, like, you run, and it was like a box, and, like, you put it over your shoulders, and you run, 
And of course we live in Florida. So like it was rainy on and off. Like we ended up having a great time. The rain, like it rained at the beginning and then it held off until afterwards. So like we had a good time, but the ground was wet. So all the little kids are out there running with these boxes and then the, 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 the women do it. And then the men, all of us being super um, competitive, do it. And I go in there, buddy, and I get into that first corner and my feet say, you're not wearing shoes, slip. <laughs> and I, I fell so hard, Will. I fell so hard. I have like, I have bruising up and down my side and my shoulders all bruised and my left arm like if it still hurts tomorrow, I might actually go to the doctor. Like I fell that hard. <laughs> that, oh my like, gosh! It's like it's the bone. It's like right where your collarbone meets, like your um. Oh, I can't like your chest cavity bone. I can't think of the name of the bone right now. But um, that's your clavicle. Yeah, like my my stepmom and my mother in law are both nurses, and they're like, "Oh, that's not good." <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, so like, I can't lift my arm very high. So I'm like glad that I had like an extra day to recoup. Um, it was funny. Cause like my brother, my youngest brother, um, when I fell, like he tripped over the top of me, he fell face first down. Oh, um, so on my, all my Facebook friends, I actually like shared the video. Um, and, and like, it's hilarious. Like I laugh at myself, but it, it hurts. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm moving, a, moving a little gingerly, um, today, but again, appreciate Grant and Dean filling in. Um, man, I love when the podcast isn't up in the morning and, um, you know, I get a million messages. I just appreciate all you listeners listening each and every day. And like that, that is like such a great feeling. Like you guys missed the podcast. So like, that's such a great feeling. Um, so, um, you know, I'm excited that, you know, it was able to get taken care of and, um, I'm back and I'm excited. I'm ready to talk some baseball. I've actually had a couple of good baseball slates in a row. Um, do you see the Toronto catcher yesterday? I don't even know his name, but he was like 20, 22 or 2400 and he scored a million fantasy points. Like, team punt catcher again let's just keep going um i I hope everyone knew that i already had that guy so um (laughs) listen it's just it's automatic right so let's jump into it we got 14 games we got a lot to talk about will um but i'm excited for you my friend like after i crash and burn maybe i should um maybe i should join you in the whole um getting back in shape thing yeah, man, this is it's gonna be fun. I'm, I'm excited. Uh, haven't been this excited about uh, exercising in a long time outside of getting my players to exercise. So uh, if they can see me do it, then I think that'll motivate them to do it. Not that they don't, but you know what I'm saying. I can I can live it and teach it. So it's it's gonna be good. My wife texts me and says the clavicle that is the one that is hurting really bad on me. So there you go. Um, Phillies and Nationals. Zach Eflin, Eric Fed. Let's talk Eflin here. Um, listen, it's playoff time. Like, it, it's time to go. There's no more time wasting around. It's time to go. So, um, some of these teams, every game matters down the stretch here. And these two teams are kind of battling a little bit here. Like, the Phillies are 27 and 28. The Nationals are 22 and 32. Like, the Nats really just need to win every game um, to mathematically even have a chance, I think. And, like, the Phillies are they're in an okay position, but they, they need the week to be okay. Um, what are your thoughts here when it comes to Eflin against uh, Washington? I, I think he's okay. Um, I, I don't think he's the worst player in the world. Um, the main thing is, you know, how, what what is Washington going to do with the lefties? How many are, are they going to roll out? Historically, it's kind of been a Philly pitcher thing. Ha, haven't been great against lefties. So, 
you know, Soto's going to be elite Cabrera, but uh, I think he can pitch around some of them. I just think he's okay. N- not a guy I have to have, but um, he's in consideration. Um, yeah, like the matchup. Like, if they roll out the lineup that we saw on Tuesday where, like, we're only worried about, like, Juan Soto and Trey Turner, then, okay, I'm in. Eflin's a good play. The problem with Eflin is he's really bad against lefties and really good against righties. Uh, But he has a strikeout pitch to both sides of the plate. So, it really just depends on what the lineup looks like. If there's four or five righties in there and really the only lefty you're worried about is Soto, sure, take a shot on him here. Um, the other side, we got Eric Fed. He just doesn't strike anybody out. Do you have any interest in him at all? Negative. Yeah, 11% K rate on the season, walk rate at 10.8. Like, his walk rate is 1% lower than his strikeout rate. Um, and, like, it's just not a spot. Let's talk Phillies bats here. Um, anything standing out to you for the Phillies? Uh, I mean, I love this whole team, to be honest with you. Fetty is a guy that, you know, I've attacked most of the year. Um, even Roman Quinn down there at that 30, 38% K rate, uh, you know, all I need him do, to do is knock a few guys in. So I, I like most of this team. Uh, you know, Fetty's going to be, you know, he's got a interesting balance of pitches, but going to be mostly throwing sinker fastball, mostly. And um, so, you know, guys like McCutcheon and stuff like that, guys that can hit the ball, get on base, pretty low K rates. Those are the guys I'm going to be interested in. Yeah, obviously, like, Harper, he's expensive. He's 5500 Like, he's your favorite play. If you're paying up a catcher, it's hard not to, like, real Muto here. Uh, Fed has been really bad against righties. Like, this is one of those spots that, like, if Hoskins was in the lineup, he'd be, like, a top-end play for me. But Alec Bohm is someone that is, like, 3K. And, like, you know, with Fed being kind of reverse splits as far as, like, power and stuff goes, I think, like, he is someone – at 3K, you can kind of look at You can play him at first or third base. So he, he makes interesting, like, one-off for a secondary part of your stacks and stuff. So I don't mind him, and I don't hate, like, Jay Bruce. I never hate playing Jay Bruce. So uh, moving on, we got the Rangers and the Diamondbacks. Wes Benjamin against Alex Young. Um, any interest here in Benjamin? Uh, it's going to be another no. Um I'm just I'm just really not interested in a lot of these fringe pitchers. I mean, the guy's got a 4.19 xFIP. Uh, look, it's Texas, but I I think I'm going to pass. Yeah, if he was pitching against his own team, I'd have a little interest. But like the Diamondbacks are, they're not terrible against left-handed pitching. They, they you know they got LaCastro, they got Marte, they can kind of throw out there Eduardo. Um, they call up Wyatt Matheson. Like you know they have enough guys that. Scares me a little bit, um, you know, to play Benjamin. If you want to take a shot in a large field tournament, I don't hate it. Um, on the other side here, like we have Alex Young. And, like, Texas is terrible. And they strike yeah. out a ton against left-handed pitching. Alex Young is not safe by any means. But I don't know, man. Like, I, I think he's worth uh, – so I'm seeing mixed things. I'm seeing it, it could be Zach Gollin, not Young. If it's Zach Gollin, this is a fantastic spot. Yeah, absolutely. And sorry, listener, I realized I just said it's Texas, but that was a, a mistake because I was about to say it's Texas again. But uh, I, I just <laughs> caught that. Sorry, uh, it was Arizona. But yeah, n- no real interest. But I mean, if it's Gollin, like you said, I mean he he pretty much becomes probably almost 
when I say almost, we've got another another two guys in a pitcher's duel that I think we're going to see. But he's going to almost vault himself into one of the top plays of the day. So uh, if that happens to come to fruition, and obviously Gollins had played, but um, I don't, I don't think I want to play Young here. Not when we got two other guys that I like so much more. Yeah, like Zach Gollins, eighty six hundred. The price is fantastic. Um, so like, if it is Zach Gollins, if it's Alex Young, I don't have a ton of interest. Um, Strikeout rate under 20%. I just – I don't love it. Um, if it's Zach Gallen, I love it. So, um, Texas Bats, probably not playing these guys against nope. either pitcher. <laughs> nope. Negative. <laughs> <laughs> it don't even matter who's pitching. Like, um, I will say, like, Sam Huff at catcher at 3K. Um, if it is Alex Young, it's lefty-righty. And um, Sam Huff has a little bit of power. So, um, there's that. That's all I got for that, though. Um, the other side here, do you have any interest in, um, Arizona going up against Benjamin? Uh, I mean, I don't think they're necessary on this big slate, man. Hey, look, they, I mean, they kind of caught fire when they were in, uh, playing the angels and they've been playing a little bit better, but I don't think any of these guys are completely necessary. So uh, I'm, I'm going to pass on Arizona. Yeah. Like Christian Walker is 3,300 against the lefty that gives up a lot of fly balls and hard contact to righties. Christian Walker is not having a good season by any, any means. Um, but, but like, this is a guy that still has like a 215 ISO and his air distance is still 350. So like if he makes contact, it, it should go far and he's 3,300 and you're not giving up a ton at first base. So I don't hate him. Um, but overall, like, I really hope this is just like a low scoring game. I will check, like, I looked before we got started and see like roof information here because it's like three ten. This game is like three o'clock in the afternoon in Arizona. So if the roof is open, maybe I use these teams as secondary pieces. Um, well, maybe I use Arizona as a secondary piece. Um, so, uh, White Sox and Indians, Lucas Giolito against Shane Bieber. Uh, this is the pitching duel I'm assuming that you were going to be talking about. Uh, let's start with Giolito. Um, what are your thoughts on him? Yeah, I think he's going to be fine here. I mean, obviously, I do think that uh, Cleveland is a pretty patient team, but, you know, this, the guy has, has the strikeout upside. And, you know, listen, I wasn't a believer in his long-term uh, plan for the season. I figured the K rate would, would definitely come down compared to last year. Uh, hasn't come down as much as 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 I anticipated. So obviously, I, I think he's going to be going to be squarely in play. I mean, the guy's at thirty two point six percent K rate, three point six one xFIP. Cleveland's patient, but he's got the stuff to 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 take these guys out. So uh, he's in play for me, especially against uh, you know the pitcher we've got on the other side, which I think is going to garner a lot more ownership. Yeah, I think he's in play. Um, I do worry, like, they've already clinched their playoff spot. Like, they're still fighting Minnesota for the division. Um, like, who's going to win the division? But already in. So, like, is, is 115 pitch upside here or is it, like, 100 pitch upside? Like, that's my only concern with Giolito is are they going to risk it knowing that they're already in or are they going to – or is that something we need to be worried about? Like, I think – I don't know if he pitches at the end of the week or not, but I'm just saying like, that's my only concern when it comes to him um, because you would think the White Sox would want Giolito as their opening like playoff starter. So I think they're going to be kind of careful, but I don't know if that should like, it, it's getting nitpicky when you have Shane Bieber and Lucas Giolito facing each other, you're allowed to be a little nitpicky in my opinion. So like, 
we have Shane Bieber on the other side. Cleveland needs every game right now. Um, they're not in a bad position not to make it, but they need every game right now. So who's going to throw more pitches in a close game? I think Bieber is. Like, So if I'm being nitpicky, I think Bieber is the better play, and Bieber has been fantastic this season. Like, he, he's a walking win waiting to happen at this point. Um, <laughs> and he's 10-2, but they, we have some value that we're going to talk about. Like, what are your thoughts when it comes to Bieber? I mean, I like him. Like I said, I mean, the, the, and that's the only reason why I would consider playing a little, a little Giolito is just because uh, I think Bieber is going to get all the ownership. At, and look, it's completely warranted. The guy's been pretty much the best pitcher in baseball this year overall, I, I would say. So um, I, it, I, don't, I don't think it's splitting hairs. I do think Bieber's the better play. You know, Giolito for me would just be an ownership play. Yeah, it could end up being like two to one or three to one ownership wise. So, like, I completely understand that and understand where you're coming from. I think we're both in agreement. Bieber is the better play, but if you're if you're playing GPPs and stuff, like, I don't hate playing them together for what it's worth either. You know, um, that's what I like. You know, double barrel on these guys. I don't think that's the craziest idea. People hate playing pitchers against each other because you're only getting one win, but. If they go out and both put up double-digit strikeouts, who cares about the freaking win? Um, so, like, bats in this game will nothing, right? Like, we're we're not playing nah. bats in a – it's a 14-game no. slate. Like, No. It's a waste of fun. time, in my opinion. Yeah. Waste yeah, have fun with that one. All right, we're moving on. We got the Yankees and the Blue Jays. Mashinhiro Tanaka against Robbie Ray. Um, let's start here with Tanaka. Any interest in him? Man, look, it's, it's pretty much the same scenario we had – the other week, uh, I sent you a message, hey, Tanaka versus Lugo. You know, these guys are struggling with sliders. And, you know, Tanaka prevailed. I I mean, I wish Tanaka was a slightly cheaper so I could really get a little discount. But overall, uh, I, I like him here. I, I think he's going to be okay. Yeah, I don't think, like, the price is too crazy um, for Tanaka. 7600 You know, we have some pitchers in this range. I don't feel like there's a definite, like – have to play in this range i feel like there's a bunch of guys you can kind of take some shots on and like tanaka just put up 19 against this team you know you talk about like what is it like the blue jays and sliders like ever since like me and cj started recording the morning grind way back in the day like the blue jays just don't hit sliders and like tanaka is one of the guys that throws them around 50 percent of the time so um could definitely get on taking a shot on tanaka i cannot get behind taking a shot on robbie ray though um it's an easy i'm gonna i'm gonna take will like uh it's an easy no yep nope like no 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 um (laughs) let's talk yankees bats you know obviously anytime the yankees face a lefty i'm already interested in luke voigt he's expensive but like he could potentially be like the top end play on this slate this game's in toronto ish like it's not actually in toronto but they're the home team and that ballpark that they have is it seems to be a very hitter-friendly ballpark. Like Luke Voigt on the road against Robbie Ray in the Toronto bullpen. Um, sign me up. Yeah, man. I mean, almost this whole team, in my opinion, is going to be in play. Look, people don't like to play DJ LeMahieu, and yes, he's always priced up as the season goes along. But man, the guy just gets fantasy points. Like he's going to be my favorite play on the day for this team. Uh, you know, along along with Judge, if, if Judge continues to crack the lineup, but. I still like LeMahieu, man. The guy can just hit the baseball, and he started dialing up home runs as well. So I, I, I like LeMahieu. He, he's a guy 
if I'm, you know, playing playing this slate, I, I definitely want to get some exposure to him. Uh, the catcher, if um, is it Hig Higsioka, Hisioka or something like that? Um, oh, Kyle, Kyle, yeah. Like he's cheap. Uh, he's another guy. Like if he cracks the lineup, I have interest in him. Um, and then like Aaron Hicks is an under four K option. Like, like I'm with you though. Like you could play any of these guys. Like I, I'm not trying to like overthink this or like just kind of point out a few guys, but like I like. Every single one of the Yankees bats here, like every single one, even the bottom of the order, like all these guys, like I like all these guys. So, and I always like Geo just because people just don't play him. People do yeah. not play Geo or Shella, and I just plug him in with Lemayhew and go from there. Um, any interest in the Blue Jays bats? No, I'm I'm gonna fade him. You know, too big of a slate on on DK for me to be worrying about guys that are barely gonna touch the baseball. Biggio is 4,500. He'd be the only guy that I'd have interest in here. Um, he just rakes, man. He's good. He's going to be he's gonna be like his dad. He's going to hit. Yeah, he's um, also probably going to get traded. At some yeah. point. <laughs> Maybe. Never, never know. I don't know, man. The Blue Jays, if they get a little bit of pitching, they have so much young prospect. Like, their talent is, is very high for a young teams. So who knows? Uh, Brewers and Reds, Adrian Hauser, Trevor Bauer. Um, I think that's who it's going to be. Let me double check really quick. Yeah, Hauser and Bauer. Um, let's talk Adrian Hauser first. This is not the same guy that we used last year a lot. Like, we used this guy a lot last year, and I don't know if he's top like, 20 fantasy points at all this season. Yeah, um, I- I'm with you, man. And like you said, he's a guy last year we wanted to use. And to be honest, at the beginning of the season, I thought he was a guy that we were going to be able to use, and he's just not getting it done on both sides of the plate. I mean, has just been atrocious in terms of uh, his K rate and walk rate against lefties this season. Uh, righties, he's been serviceable. If we had that same those same numbers against righties and lefties, man, he'd be an outstanding play. But I can't touch him, you know, with with the numbers I'm seeing here. Definitely a guy I'm going to be fading. Yeah, it's just it's really tough to play him in a spot that like there should be enough lefties here um, to to hurt him so and, and like yeah. this game's in cincinnati joey Votto home run day maybe um i can't talk <laughs> smack every time i talk smack about me it's home run so i better stop <laughs> listen so trevor bauer here like if you're not playing the you know giolito um beaver matchup like the matchup is fantastic for bauer the ballpark's yeah. not fantastic but the upside is the upside's like 30 plus like he's a guy that can keep up with those other two guys um and like he's put up 36 and he's put up 15 against this team so like the range of outcomes is high especially in this ballpark but like if you want to get off of maybe Bieber or Giolito I think Bauer is one of the best options to do it yeah yeah I mean I definitely think in terms of top tier pitching I think it's Bauer, Giolito, and 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 uh, and Bieber. I think it's one of those three. If you can get a combination of two of them, I mean, man, that would be uh, fantastic. So you know that that's something I'm gonna I, I would try to employ. You know, trying to get a combination of one, two of those three and seeing what you can put together. If not, you know, I definitely still think Bauer squarely in play. The the numbers aren't that much different. I mean, look, Bieber's Bieber stuff is off through the through the roof. But, I mean, Trevor Bauer, 35.3% K rate, 2.95 XFIP. i take that anyway, any day from my, from my number one ace pitcher. Um, do you have any interest in the Brewers' bats here? Negative. 
Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna pass. Like you could potentially get a home run or two. Um, you could always play Yelich, especially in this ballpark. He's only five k. Uh, if you want to play Yelich, no one's gonna talk you off of playing him. Um, they shouldn't anyway. So, on the Cincinnati side, Mustakis, like this is. I know he's not having a great year, and like it, it's been kind of up and down. Um, but like this spot screams like double Mustakis home run day. Yeah, it sure does, man. Along with my boy Joey Votto, uh, listen, we can say what we want. This guy's throwing fastballs. Joey Votto's hitting fastballs. 284 ISO, 44.78% hard hit rate, 90.3% uh, uh, contact rate, 9.7% whiff rate. Joey Votto, home run caller today, people. Get him in your lineups. Don't do that. Um, friends don't <laughs> let friends play Joey Votto. Like, like no, don't do that. Like, if you're playing a Cincinnati stack and you want to include Votto, sure. But, like, you're not playing Votto as a one-off. Get out of here. Um, I, I want to make sure I mention Jesse Winker, too, 3,900. Um, as, as bad as Hauser has been against lefties, if you can play any of these lefties. Like, I'm, I'm saying Votto's okay today. Like, that's how bad Hauser has been against lefties. The only problem with, like, stacking Cincinnati in this spot is if – this game is close. The Brewers bullpen is fantastic. And that is the only part about like I use I, I more off to use like one or two Cincinnati bats than fully stacking them here. Just because of the bullpen. Yeah, no, no. I, I totally get it, man. Oh, one other thing I wanted to mention too, which I thought was very interesting. Cincinnati still got a shot here at 28 27. Uh, I think they've got massive incentive to, to come out and try to win. The Blue, the Brewers are 26 and 27. Uh, so th this is going to be a big-time game for, for both teams. Yeah, Cincinnati's been playing fantastic. I, I think they're like 8-2 and two over the last 10. I think I saw that they earlier are. today. Yes. So, yeah, 8-2. Yep. Yeah, they've been playing great. And, like, it all depends on, like, what's going to happen with the Cardinals and everything because, like, they're, they're in a position, like, win percentage-wise where – they should be close, but they're like four or five games behind everybody else in the Central. So it'd be interesting to see what they end up doing with um, like the Marlins caught up, but the Cardinals happened a little bit later. So who knows? Um, Houston at Seattle. We got um, Zach Granke and Nick Marchavius. Um, let's talk Granke first. I, I know, Will, like, I know it's a matchup with Seattle and we should like this spot. But, like, I can't wrap my head around it. I can't – I just – I don't know what it is about Zach Greinke. I don't hardly ever play him, and I just don't know if I can do it here. Yeah, I'm with you, man. Um, he, he's going to have some lefties that he'll have a chance to strike out, but not a whole lot. I'm, well, four, I guess, would be fine. Um, but I'm with you here. I, I don't think Greinke is necessary on this slate. I kind of talked about the three guys that I like and trying to see if I can put together some combination of the two. Uh, you know, and you know, I also like Tanaka, so I, I, I'm not going to have any Granky on this slate. Too many like other. How how do you play Granky over Maeda, Gollin? Like these are guys that are cheaper than him. Like how do you how do you play Granky over those guys? And how how don't you pay an extra hundred for Giolito or an extra four hundred for Bauer? Like I don't necessarily want to stack against Zach Granky. I think Seattle's not the best team in the world, but. I just don't think he has the, like, 30-point game upside that a lot of people – like, Kentai made his pitching against Detroit. Like, there's so many good spots in this range. I just don't think you risk it here um, with Zach Greinke. And then 
Marjavius on the other side here, um, like he's he's a pass for me. He's not terrible. He's not ready, I don't think. Um, his xFIPs under five. His strikeout rates over twenty three percent, and his walk rates under eight percent. But Houston, even though they haven't been like crushing teams this year, they still don't strike out. Yeah, they're just super consistent, man. And that's the thing with Houston. Like, as you know, we can say what we want about them cheating. Um, and I'm not trying to open any sore wounds or anything for anybody out there, but at the end of the day, this team can hit, and they know how to win games. Yeah, they're they're at 500 this season, uh, but you know th- this team knows they know how to hit, and and that's kind of what you're going to get with them. You're not going to see them score. And that's the thing about Houston. You're not going to see them score 10 to 12 runs a lot, but they're going to consistently score five to eight, and that's what you get. I'm with you. Definitely not playing this guy. Uh, Period. Just not playing them. Uh, let's talk bats here. Like I don't. I never hate playing Bregman or Springer or Garyell against um, left-handed pitching, and I, I think these guys are kind of appropriate. Like you know, you look at Springer; he's forty-six. Bregman's forty-four. Correa's forty-two. Altuve's thirty-nine. Like you're potentially, and like if you throw in your boy Michael Brantley, like you're potentially like stacking Houston. Against a, a young lefty that gives up 50% hard contact to righties, like, and you're still playing, like, Bauer-Bieber. Like, you know, Houston, Houston could be a really, really popular team today. I like it. You know I'm always going to squeeze in my boy Brantley. Look, I'm looking at what's happening here. Brantley, 296 ISO, 50% hard hit rate. Uh, 98.15% contact. Feels like another lefty-lefty home run coming through. Uh, definitely a guy I'm going to play. And then Alex Bregman, uh, I'm just going to tell you right now, he's probably my favorite play on the slate for the, for, for the price and the upside he brings against this guy. 704 ISO, Stevie. Once again, let me repeat that. 704, 56% hard hit rate, 92% contact rate, 7.14% whiff rate on his fastball that he's throwing, if I'm not mistaken, 62% of the time he's going to get mostly fastball at the plate. All these guys have got to do is wait and feast. Once again, people, Alex Bregman, my favorite player on the slate today. I like it. I like it. Um, Any of these Seattle bats that you like? Negative. Going to pass. Yeah, I don't mind, like, taking bats against Granky. It's just like, I don't know. Mar- Marmaleos, um, I think, is okay. Uh, if Torrens is catching, I don't hate him. Um, he's shown a little bit of power since he got called up. But I'm not going to go – I'm not going to go out of my way. Uh, I'm not going to go out of my way to target guys against um, Zach Granky here. So – Last week is in the books. Now it's time to review the tape and prepare for this week. There's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. To add to this week's excitement, DraftKings has a free shot at millions of dollars in top total prizes up for grabs. If you haven't tried DraftKings yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. Draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every run, pass, and catch means more with DraftKings. It's simple. Just pick your lineup, stand to the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Nothing adds to the excitement of watching the games quite like having shot at millions of dollars in prizes. DraftKings has paid out billions of dollars in winners since 2012, so they know a thing or two about cold hard cash. Download the DraftKings app now and use code GRIND. For a limited time, new users can get free shot at millions of dollars in prizes this week. 
Don't miss out on week three action. Enter code GRIND to get a free shot at millions of dollars in prizes with your first deposit. That's code GRIND, only at DraftKings. Make it rain. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. to DraftKings.com for details. We move on to this. This is where the main slate starts for FanDuel. We got the eight-game slate. We could potentially see like a decent like contest slate for DraftKings open up for the seven seven o'clock start too. Um, Cubs and Pirates. Kyle Hendricks, Trevor Williams. Um, let's start with Kyle Hendricks. Any interest in him? Uh, I actually do have slight interest in Kyle Hendricks. Uh, he's a guy that I I really didn't want to play the on the last slate. Ended up on him, and I mean, got a really good performance out of him. He's getting a matchup with, uh, with Pittsburgh. I mean, he can't ask for much better matchups out of Pittsburgh and Milwaukee. So he gets Pittsburgh today. I'm assuming he's going to rack up some strikeouts. He's a guy that's on my list today, Stevie. And I, I didn't start out this late thinking I'd say that. Yeah, like the Cubs are so close to clinching um, the division here. They're four games up on Cincinnati, um, so. This is one of those things like they could put it away. Um, I don't know if they can necessarily put it away on Tuesday, but I'm pretty sure they could put it away here today on Wednesday. Um, so, listen, they're playing Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh stinks. They're one of the worst teams in baseball this season. Um, they are the worst team record-wise in baseball this season. Like, we've been talking about this all year. They are terrible against right-handed pitching. Like, they're last in WOBA. They're last in WRC+. They're last in Team ISO. They have a 25% K rate. They're last in batting average. If you want to go back to the old school batting average, if you like home runs, well, they're last in that too. So listen, <laughs> I, I, I don't love Kyle Hendricks ever, but he's always in play and he's always going to be a safe cash game SP two in this spot. So if you want to end up on Kyle Hendricks and cash games, don't let anybody talk you off of it because there's a good chance he's going to put up 20-plus points here. He's 8,300. It's a fantastic ballpark for pitching. I don't see a route of him getting blown up here. I don't know if he has the ceiling as some of these other guys, but he showed it last start. Like, he went out and the wind was blowing in in Minnesota, and he dominated – or the wind was blowing in in Wrigley, and he dominated the Twins and put up 39. So – He's put up over 20 fantasy points in four straight starts, including a start against Pittsburgh. It's, it, he's safe. He's safe. Um, the other side, Trevor Williams, he's not. <laughs> I, I, I could go all and on. I, I, could, I can go on and on and on about how good Kyle Hendricks and how safe tra- Kyle Hendricks is, is in this spot. But Trevor Williams, like, this is a dude with a 460 Woba and a 379 ISO to righties. Gives up a ton of hard contact to righties. If you think about this lineup, Baez, Contreras, uh, Boat, they got Maven. Um, Brian, I know, is banged up right now. I don't know if they, like, end up putting him on the IL, but I know he's day-to-day. So, um, dealing with an oblique injury. Like, it, this lineup is actually better with Brian out right now because he's been so bad this season. So, um, no Trevor Williams for me, Will. Yeah, that's going to be another no. Listen, I don't hate the Cubs here. I hate the ballpark on a – like on FanDuel on an eight-game slate, I can see getting some Cubs in there. On DraftKings on a 14-game slate, this is one of those things you got to know the site you're playing on and, and the slate size you're paying on because could they win you a tournament on FanDuel? I think so. As like a two- or a four-man stack, like a secondary stack maybe. But, like, look at the pricing on DraftKings. It, they're really, really tempting you to play these guys on, at these prices. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I think what you're doing with DraftKings, Stevie, in my opinion, 
is you probably you probably take some one-offs. Um, yeah. You know, you kind of look at, you know, look at your Rizzo, look at your Haps, look at your Schwarbers, Haywards, and you just kind of say, hey, who do I feel comfortable taking that I feel like can send one over the fence? Um, you know, for me, it's typically going to be Anthony Rizzo. Hasn't been as great this season overall in terms of what I would consider his typical fantasy production. But, I mean, the numbers are still there. He's still not striking out a lot. He's always going to be my favorite Cub. He's cheap. He's so cheap. Like, it's ridiculous how um, how cheap he is. Like, it, it's just crazy. So, um, man, oh, man, like, it's crazy how cheap Rizzo is. Uh, Schwarber's really cheap. Like, I mean, it's like them in Houston. Like, it's almost like that's how you yeah. you stack up the, the two guys and, and kind of get the tournaments. You, you heard it from here first, people. Stack the two uh, most expensive pitchers and play the Cubs in Houston. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> Listen, I think it could potentially be popular in cash. Do you have any interest in the Pirates bats here? No. Yeah, moving on. That's easy. Marlins and Braves, 6-0 Sanchez against Max Freed. Um, any interest here in 6-0 Sanchez against your Braves? Man, I almost feel like I have to. Sanchez has been pretty good this year overall. Uh, 22% K rate, 3.48 XFIP. I mean, you know, those are the kind of things that, that I like to see. Uh, he's been, like I said, he's been been fairly good. Uh, you know, I, I just, the Braves, you know, you look at the record and you're like, man, they, they've, they've been winning games. But it hasn't been pretty every game. It's either like zero runs or 30 runs. It's just no in-between with them this year. Um Sixto just kind of handled this team before. I, I have some faith in Sixto, Sixto on this slate. I, I, I think he's in play as SP2 for sure. I think he's in play. Like, the, the Marlins made a ton of trades over the last couple of years, and they, like, gave up a lot of, you know, pro, like a lot of top-end talent and got a lot of prospects. And, like, this is this is the dude that's the number one prospect in this organization. So – like, we got to respect the talent. I know, like, it says Miami Marlins on his shirt, and that's fine. And we know how bad the Marlins have been the last couple of years, but, like, we got to respect the talent of this kid. But we also have to respect, like, how good the Braves are and how much upside they have. So this is a boom-bust spot. Like, he goes out and dominates or he goes out and gets blown up. Like, I don't see a middle spot here. Um, so I, I think he's okay. I want to check the weather. Like, we're getting some cooler weather in Florida the next couple of days. And I say cooler, it's, like, low 80s um so if it's a little cooler in atlanta maybe you could take a shot on it uh max freed on the other side of this game like the marlins man they, they have a good mix of like guys that don't strike out a lot and you know guys that do strike out a lot but the one thing that's consistent about the marlins against left-handed pitching is they don't walk they don't walk like they're either going to strike out or put the ball in play and Max Freed's one of his biggest issues is walking guys. Like he's nine K, <laughs> but what twenty five plus point upside here? I don't think it's crazy. Like the pitching slate is really strong today. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't hate Max Freed at all. Um, I, I mean, I, I'm with you, man. For nine K, I feel like he's in play. I, I, I do still like Hendricks more than Freed today because I know Pittsburgh is going to strike out a lot. But look, but look, Freed is in play. Period on on this slate, guaranteed. Um, I don't really have any interest in the Marlins bats. I, I can't do it. Nope. Nope. I had a lot of interest on, on the previous slate, though. I really like Max Freed's price on Vandal, by the way. Like, if you take away a lot of those good pitchers that we talked about earlier, like, you're really looking at, like, four or five pitchers to pitch from on Vandal, and I think, like, he's very much in play over there. Like, 
you're probably deciding like Kyle Hendricks, Maeda, Freed, Glasnow, or Sixto, uh, the top five pitchers on the slate price-wise. Yeah. So, like, and, I, I th- I'm sorry, Greg, Steve. My, no, I'm sorry. I was just going to say I think the price is just right over there. And that's what I was going to say. Look, on FanDuel, there's no way I'm paying 10-6 for Kyle Hendricks, by the way, folks. Nope. Just knowing, not when I got Maeda that we're going to talk about and glass, like, just just not the same, not the same slate over there. Um, any interest in the Braves bats? I'm going to pass, man, and I, I hate to do that. I feel like as a hometown person, you're supposed to just stack your team every day, and that's probably what I should do because the Braves are essentially the Chicago White Sox on steroids. Uh, but I just, I don't think I'm going to do it today. They're a stacker fade. Uh, I don't see like I'm not paying them. I, I like, like I say that because like look at the pricing. Ronald Acuna is sixty one. Albies is fifty four. Freeman's fifty one. Ozuna's forty nine. So like against a good pitcher, might we add? Yeah, like you're giving up so much um, if you stack them and, or play them as one off. So like you're stacking them, taking cheaper pitchers, or you're fading them. Like you know that that's just how it sets up for me. And like. Even on FanDuel on a smaller eight-game slate, like Acuna's 45, Ozuna's 42, Freeman's 4K, Albies is 39. Like, you're still not likely getting, like, Kentai Maeda and a full Brave stack and feeling great about your lineup. Like, if you do that, like, I just did it really quick. Ronald Acuna, Ozuna, Freeman. Like, those three with Maeda, you got $2,400 left. Like, they're a, they're a stack or fade because you're going to have to take cheaper pitching with them and and roll the dice. So, yeah. Um, that's the only way I think you can approach the Braves today. And like Freeman could hit two home runs and like, I could be super wrong, but like looking at the slate from a numbers perspective and like looking at pricing, I think that's how you have to approach uh, the Braves. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not playing Freddie over, uh, hear me out people. I'm not playing Freddie over Rizzo or Guriel today. There's just no way I would do that on this slate. Or Luke Voigt. Rays and Mets, <laughs> Tyler Glasnow and Michael Waka. Um, let's talk Glasnow first. Like, we have a ton of pitching on the slate. It's been very documented. We've talked about it a few times already. Um, the Mets, I don't think they realistically have a chance anymore. Um, I know it's a little bit more expended playoffs or whatever, but, like, the Rays, man, this team, they're like a win away from winning the AL East by a landslide. Like um, one of the most surprising teams this season. Like Glass now is fine. He has a ton of strikeout upside here. Um, it, it's really going to be like an ownership thing. Like, is he going to be like five percent owned on this slate because of all the pitching? Then we have interest. I think he is, Stevie. I, I, I think we should go with that notion because here's the deal. Who are we going to trust more in terms of pitch count? Is it going to be Glass now? Is it going to be Bauer? I think it's going to be Bauer. Who are we going to trust more between him and Giolito? It's probably going to be Giolito. Who are we going to trust more between him and Bieber? It's probably going to be Bieber. And then we get down to, like, you know, who are we going to trust between him and Hendricks? It's probably Hendricks. Like, and, and look, you know, he has the strikeout upside, but, you know, and, and they have extended his pitch pitch count since the beginning of the year. Don't get me wrong. But I don't feel like he's a guy they're going to let him get in a jam at 95 pitches and, you know, if he's about to get beat up, I think they're going to pull him. So I, I, I think he does come in a lot lower on the day, and I do think he has the upside to get it done. They care about this game. You know, we talk about them. You talked about him being a surprise, but it didn't really catch me by surprise. They've been on this track for the past two seasons, and so now everything I think is coming together. I, I, I like them here. I like Glass now. He's not in my top tier list just because I think the other guys go a little bit deeper. 
Listen, I'm a Red Sox fan, so I'm pulling for the Rays because the Red Sox stink. So I don't want the Yankees. <laughs> um, let's just be honest. So I listen. I, I think the Rays. Um, they're having a phenomenal season. I think that Glass now's in play. On the flip side here, Michael Walker. Michael Walker is 9,200. Like he is the default answer of which pitcher is not going to get over 15 <laughs> over 8K. Um, do yourself a favor and do not play Michael Walker here. I'm not even going to let Will have an opinion here. Don't play Michael Walker. This is like if Michael Walker beats me on this slate, so, so be it. So be it. <laughs> so be it. So be it. Yeah. No way I'm playing Walker. Why is he 92? Like he's put up over 20 zero times this season. He's 9,200 against one of the best teams in baseball this season. It just doesn't they, make any sense. They got him confused with his St. Louis counterpart. Uh, back in the old days of Adam Wainwright. I think that's what they're doing. Maybe. Like, I don't know what the pricing is all about on him. But um, do you have any interest in the Rays' bats? Uh, I mean, slightly. I mean, I, so the Rays, for me, they're still going to be a one-off team. Um, that, that's kind of where, where where I'm going to land. Walker's really, I mean, man, at the right side of the plate, just whew, massive hard contact, you know. So you just kind of have to look at the guys, I mean, if Hunter Riffro's in the lineup, like he, he's probably a guy you might want to squeeze in there because it very well may be already over the fence before the slate even starts. And the other guy, uh, Randy Ozarina, um, oh, he's, yeah, he's another guy. Hitting. Yeah, uh, he's thirty six hundred in the outfield. Righty righty matchup, but he's shown a ton of power against righties. Um, Nate Lau is back low, um, low. Brandon Lau, Nate Low, um, get them both mixed up all the time. He's a guy that has a lot of power as well. Um, so I don't mind him. Like the Rays are cheap. They're they're a team. Like if you want a secondary stack, like you could pick three guys all under 4K and have three guys that have home run upside. So like for that reason, I think they're worth looking at in tournaments. Um, do you have any interest in the Mets bats here? Uh, no, gonna pass. Yeah, I'm probably gonna pass too. Glass now is good enough. Uh, Dean Kramer against Nathan Eovaldi, Orioles, Red Sox. Um, any interest here in Dean Kramer? Nope. Pass. Yeah, I'm going to pass, too. I think this is one of the better spots in the slate for bats. Um, so, um, Nathan Eovaldi, any interest in him? Nope. Going to be another pass. Man, I don't know what to do with him. Um, like, I I don't like Nathan Eovaldi here, but he has been a lot better this season than he was last year. Um, so like we were talking about, like, if you're going to like stack the Braves and you need like a cheaper pitcher, he's seven K. Um, I I think like he is someone you could play if you're going to stock stack one of those like top end teams. He put up 20 against this team and 26 against this team. Uh, they go very left-handed heavy and like, he's a guy that uses like a cutter splitter combo against lefties and actually pitches a little bit better against lefties. He's been reverse splits for years. Um, so if you are going to build a brave stack or like, I'm sure the Dodgers are super expensive. Like if you're going to build one of those stacks, he's someone you could play, I think in tournaments. Um, let's talk bats here. Any interest in the Baltimore bats? No. Um, I'm just kind of off this game completely, um, but but I am with you. Just want to kind of kind of backpedal a little bit, you know, in terms of if you want to stack some expensive teams. I understand playing like a Eovaldi Tanaka combo or something like that. I'm I'm personally not doing it, but but I understand the logic on it. But uh, all in all, I I don't, and I'm just really not interested in either side of this game. 
See, well, the only reason that I have interest in both sides, bats-wise, these are two of the worst bullpens in baseball. Um, so, like, if if you get um, – and they're two of the worst teams in baseball. So, like, they have nothing to play for at this time of the year. So, like – so here's my thing when it comes to, like, stacking either side, any player on either side, like DJ Stewart, Mountcastle, Nunez, like these guys on either side – is if these guys go off against, like, the starting pitcher, the bullpens are terrible, and you're getting the bad end of the bullpens that early. So, like, in large field tournaments, either one of these teams, if they get to the to the first pitcher early, can score 15 because the bullpens are so terrible. Um, so, like, that's the reason why, like, I think you have to have interest in both teams if you're mass multi-entering. If you're playing, like, a three-entry max or a single entry, you probably don't end up on this game very much. But, like, if you're mass multi-entering this slate, I think you have to have interest just because of how bad these two teams are and how bad these bullpens are. Um, like, I'm not I'm not looking at one-offs here. Like, I, it, it's like, who do you play as a one-off? Nobody. Like, you know, maybe Verdugo as a one-off, but no, I, I'll pass on one-offs. Give me stacks. Give me Give me stacks or nothing here. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I mean, I, I like the call. I Like I said, I just – I think I like some – I feel like I like too many teams to try to invest in these guys. But, you know, I've said this before, Stevie. doesn't matter if a team doesn't score any runs against the Red Sox in the first five innings. They can score ten in the last four. So, so I totally get it. <laughs> it's so true, man. It's so true. Like the, the bullpen – trust me, I'm a Red Sox fan. I watch way too many Red Sox games. It's bad. Uh, Detroit at Minnesota, Kentai Maeda, Casey Miz. Um, you know, we, we've already kind of talked about it. Uh, do you, oh, well, let's start with Casey Miz. I got to stay on point on track here. Do you have any interest in him? No. Yeah, I'm going to pass on him too. Um, listen, Kentai Maeda here, he he could outscore all these guys. And, like, that's why it's this crazy. slate's so fun. This, this slate's so fun because – this is a guy with a 31.6% K rate and facing a team with a projected strikeout rate around 29%. And, like, he's the fourth or fifth option on the slate. <laughs> like, that's how good this slate is. Yeah, that's DK. Now, now, now let me say this. On FanDuel, he's probably the number one option. I it's think. not even close. That's yeah, why I said, but... like, how can I make Maeda and Braves work? Well, you can. <laughs> yeah, man, but, yeah. I mean, on DK, he's the guy – I mean – you have to consider them. I think to me, to me, all of these guys that are the top tier pitchers, if I had to rank them based on how I felt like the season is going, I definitely think um, a Bieber is like just clear cut pitcher number one. And then I think you get to like one B, which would be like uh, for the matchup, probably Maeda, Bauer and Giolito. Like they're, they're all to me on the same playing field. Uh, Maeda squarely in play, man, on this slate. Squarely in play. Yeah. <laughs> like, he, he's facing the Tigers. Like, got to love the matchup. Got to love the matchup. Um, Tigers bats, nothing, right? Like, we're passing on them. Zero. Zero Tigers bats. Hey, listen, you could stack Detroit here. Uh, or not Detroit. You could stack Minnesota. Um, they, they still have something to play for. This guy's been terrible against lefties. Um, you know, He's been decent against righties, but it's still such a small sample size that we really don't know what to expect from him. 
Uh, if we look like his overall like XFIP numbers and stuff like that, maybe some regression coming to righties. So like Minnesota is always a team that they they have so much upside each and every night. Yeah, man, and Max Kepler looks cheap too. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Max Kepler looks like he's on the way to uh, a home run tonight. Oh wait, Eddie Rosario looks like he's on the way to uh, a home run tonight. Oh wait, uh, Orhe Polanco looks like he's on the way to a home run tonight. I mean this. This is a a pretty pretty good smash spot for, uh, for for the Twins, if I must say so myself. I, I like all these guys. Cardinals and Royals. Carlos Martinez against Danny Duffy. Um, any interest here in Carlos Martinez? This game stinks, by the way. This game is the gonna, worst game on the slate. I'm I'm just gonna pass. I don't I don't need Martinez today. I don't think. He's 7,800. He's cheap, but, like, we don't know what we're going to get pitch-wise. Like, if he's pitching well, like, he was pitching well against Cincinnati and then, like, started to get hit up a little bit. Like, they're very quick to pull him, very quick to yank him. I think he's a pass for me. Um, On the other side, you got Danny Duffy against a team that's probably going to throw, like, seven or eight righties at him. Um, And, and, like, it's hard to like Duffy there because like his numbers are drastically worse against righties and lefties. Like I just, I can't really get behind anything here, man. And what I hate about Carlos Martinez is just a couple years ago or a few years ago, this is a guy we would typically consider playing, yeah. but you know, I can't, I, I, I'm not playing either one of these pitchers today. Uh, let's talk St. Louis bats. Any interest in them? Uh, just just going to be one-offs. I mean, like, you know, Paul Goldschmidt, definitely a one-off play. Uh, Tommy Edmond, definitely a one-off. Harrison Bader, if he cracks the lineup, probably going to be our de facto value play of the day. Uh, definitely want to want to consider him. But overall, I, I don't, I'm don't. i not stacking this team. Yeah, I think, like, I think you could stack this team on FanDuel. Um, because, like, Tyler oh, yeah, O'Neill's yeah. yeah, yeah. O'Neil like 2,700. Edmonds 2,900. Harrison batters 2,400. So, like, you play those cheap guys and then you get Goldie in there. You could get Kentai Maeda or one of those other top-end pitchers and, like, you know, have whatever you want with that. So, I think they're in play, FanDuel-wise, um, stack-wise. Kansas City, I could see going one-offs with, like, maybe, like, Solaire, Franco. Um, I don't mind, like, the power guys. But I'm not going to go out of my way to stack Kansas City. Yeah, I'm, me either. Um I don't really want to play either one. Like, of like I said, they're just one-offs for me. I can't lie, though. Solera 2700 is way underpriced. Way underpriced. Like, I didn't realize he was that cheap. Um, so, like, you mentioned, like, Defalto. Like, this is a dude with a ice over 235 at 2700 <laughs> Like, uh, uh, that's it, though. Like, I, I, I can't play – I can't pay Salvador Perez at 5K. Like – with Maryfield at 52, he's, Mondesi he's at 48. He's been on a surge. That's, that's all that is. Perez has been on a surge, and they've got him jacked up. But, yeah, you, you just can't. Terrible <laughs> Salvador Terrible. Perez is 5K. Hilarious Soler is 2,700. Like, <laughs> what am I doing there? Um, right. I'm moving on to Oakland at L.A., taking on the Dodgers. Sean Manaya against Julio Urias. Um, any interest here in Sean Manaya? No. <laughs> quick to the point um hey the dodgers are still really good at baseball if anybody's curious um 
The only reason they haven't like clinched the division is because the Padres have so much young talent. And they're really good at baseball too. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to pass on Sean Mania. It gives up a lot of hard contact to righties. This lineup's going to go pretty left or right-handed heavy. If for some reason the Dodgers clinch the division on uh, Tuesday, I don't know how that clinching division and like you get a really cupcake lineup here. It's that it's that week. Um, I guess I should have started way early in the podcast with it. It's that week. Like you have to be aware of lineups because like sometimes when teams clinch, we get a really cupcake double A lineup. Those are the those are the days like any of those pitchers are in play. So, um, the other side, who the Arias? Um, any interest in him? No, man. Numbers just haven't been there this season, so he's a guy I'm going to pass on. He's just not throwing, like, he's just not throwing over 80 pitches most of the time. Like, um, like he threw 96 pitches against Houston one night, and, and like, I, I'm pretty sure he only topped 90 one other time this season. So, like, for me, it, it's just, it's pitch count. We have a, a jillion pitchers on this slate that are great. Like, he's just not one of them because of pitch count. It's not matchup. Like, Oakland, like, outside of maybe a couple of these guys, like, let's talk Oakland Bats really quick. Like, you look at the Oakland Bats, and with Chapman banged up, like, you're worried about, like, Marcus Simeon and Mark Kana, and Kana's not even been great against lefties this season. So, like, the matchup is fine, but the Bats are just kind of weak. Yeah, man, and that's the thing. I don't want to play uh, Urias, but I also don't want to play Oakland. You know, when I've got this many choices, I really try to be picky and – I don't feel like Oakland is a team that I need uh, to take down the GPP. Um, Dodgers, man, they're always a late hammer. Um, I don't ever hate stacking the Dodgers. Again, they're like another team that if they clinch and you get a cupcake lineup, it's easy to fade them. But um, I don't know what to do with the Dodgers here. I always like stacking the Dodgers, but I like so many more teams on this slate than the Dodgers today. Well, I will tell you this. Mookie Betts seems like a surefire home run today. Uh, you know, listen, very limited sample size in terms of this this, this pitch velocity, but uh, 800 ISO, 60% hard hit rate, 100% contact rate, average distance of 351. Sounds like he will possibly send one out of the park. Uh, definitely a top play for me if you want to spend up. Yeah, it's just like if you stack the Dodgers, who are you playing a pitcher? Like, they're so expensive. Like, give me, give me like, Houston or Cincinnati or the Yankees. Like, yeah. I don't, I, it's so hard to, yeah, it's so hard to do the Dodgers at these prices. So, like, even like AJ Pollock, who's usually really cheap against lefties, like, he's 4,600. So, uh, Kiki is the only like cheap bat. Outside of maybe like it Barnes cracks the lineup, like I, I just it, it's more of a pricing thing than anything else here. Yeah. Oh man, I feel like it's taking us forever, but um, appreciate you guys listening to the full fourteen games. It's the Rockies, it's the Giants to send us off here. Um, we got Webb against Castellini. Um, any interest in Ryan Castellini here? Nope. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna pass here as well. Like. I think this is your late night hammer for what it's worth. This is your, this is your late night hammer. Um, Logan Webb. Like, I don't like Logan Webb here. I don't hate him. I don't like him. I don't want to stack against him. I just think this is like a mediocre spot. He, he, if he had like a little bit more strikeout stuff, maybe, but like this lineup's not the best against right-handed pitching either. So. 
Yeah, but I'm I'm going to pass, man. We've got so many options. So many. I just can't do it. He's 7,200. Like playing Tanaka every time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there was another guy like that we talked about in this price range too. He, that Eovaldi seven K. Even though I don't like him a lot, like I would take Eovaldi before I take Logan Webb. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I take the ceiling. Um, let's talk bats here. Any interest in the Rockies? No, I, I mean, yeah, I, I think I'm going to pass on the Rockies. I, I, I'm going to pass. All right, let's talk Giants. Uh, Yaz is dealing with a little bit of a calf injury. But, Will, it's actually not the worst thing if he's out of the lineup again. Because, like, if he's out of the lineup again, we're looking at, like, potentially Dickerson batting leadoff. You got Brandon Bell, who's cheap. Like, the Giants are – they set up as kind of like a late-night hammer here. Yeah, I like Dickerson. I like Belt. I like Crawford. Listen, the last time I played the Giants, they were the midnight hammer for me and helped me take down the monies. Like, it was just – I mean, Crawford hit a, hit a dong at the end of the game. I mean, it was crazy, Steven. And I think I ended up stacking the Giants and the Angels for a little late-night hammer action. I think I texted you about that that night. And the one guy that I needed to show up that I actually spent the money on didn't do anything, and that was good old Mike Trout. Not going to blame him. Has had an outstanding career up to this point. <laughs> Just cost me a few dollars there, but I, I like the Giants. I'm with you. I think this is a midnight hammer spot for sure. Well, hopefully you have some like Mike Trout baseball cards, and you can he can like pay you back that way. <laughs> let's uh let's play the morning grind game, and then we're gonna get out of here. Uh, it's been great being back. Always miss doing the podcast when I'm off for more than a few days. So, um, let's start. We'll do we'll use DraftKings like always. Give me a guy under 8K to get uh, six or more strikeouts today. Man, you know where I'm going. Been talking about him all day. Give me Masahiro Tanaka. All right, I'm going to go Eovaldi. Um, he might give up some home runs or something in the process, but I think he has a good shot to get eight strikeouts or more. Give me a guy over 8K to score under 15 points. Over 8K? Over 8K. Come on, man. We don't even have to, we don't have to go through this today. Just this Michael Walkett, 9200. <laughs> Way too expensive. Um, I'm going to go Granky. I like it. I like it. Those are the two guys I'm definitely not playing today over 8K. <laughs> so, easy enough. Um, give me a guy over 4K to hit a home run. Man, I talked about him. I told you he's my favorite play on the slate. Has not changed. Alex Bregman, 4,400, man. I feel like he's a surefire dong today. I said I think he can get two today. Give me Moustakis. Um, Under 4K to get two hits. Who do you got? Man, I'm going to stay in that game. No, I'm not. I'm going to give you somebody a little bit different. Nope, I'm going to stay in that game. Give me Guriel, man. I, I I like this Houston team today. Guriel's cheap. Uh, give me Guriel. I'm going to go back to, like, I think this is the first game we talked about. Um, give me Alex Bohm um, at 3K. Uh, Will, give me a stack to score six or more runs to finish us off here. Oh, boy. There's, there's so many teams today. I've, I've got somebody that I want to use. I've talked about this team already. We talked about them being cheap. We talked about them, you know, possibly being able to get us to the finish line. I'm actually going to go with the Cubs, and I don't play the Cubs that often, but Hap, Rizzo, Schwarber, Hayward, Kipnis, uh, a lot of lefties in this lineup that Trevor Williams is going to have to deal with. I think he may be in trouble. Listen, I'm going to go Chalk City, baby. Give me the Yankees. 
I hate even saying it, but uh, give me the Yankees. I, I think they're going to mash in this spot. So don't forget about the Yankees when you're building your teams today. Uh, Will, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, sir. Uh, good to go. Glad to have you back, brother. It's going to wrap it up here for Wednesday. We'll also have the football NFL podcast for week three out later today. We'll be back tomorrow talking some more baseball. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you then.